were scratching your head just now saying, didn't we hear this passage last week? You're basically right. Today's gospel reading immediately follows what we heard last Sunday. The two parts come from the same narrative in which Jesus teaches that he is the bread of life. It's a profound teaching with many dimensions. And among many, many things, it builds on the importance of hospitality in the society of ancient Israel, with Jesus himself now taking on the whole post. He welcomes us and shares himself with us. It's why we celebrate the Eucharist and why we've missed receiving communion so intensely for the past year and a half. Spreading the passage out over two weeks emphasizes the importance of receiving Jesus this way. If you missed the narrative last week, now you've got your chance. But if you were here last week and heard it as well, now here's the reinforcement. This repetition and the use of the everyday image of bread is typical of John's gospel. John uses common imagery like bread repeatedly to help us understand the extraordinarily complex nature of Jesus. But there's more to today's reading than that. In this passage, John is also affirming that Jesus is accessible to everyone. Jesus says that whoever comes to him bread has life, and that everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Access to Jesus and eternal life isn't restricted to just a few. And the bread imagery speaks to this also. It acknowledges diversity. Think about it for a minute. There's bread, and there's bread. There's sandwich white bread that's perfect for PBJ and cheese sandwiches. There's also crunchy Italian bread that's better for soaking up tomato sauce on a plate. There's rye bread, pumpernickel, baguettes, sourdough, pita, matzo, tortillas, and even spongy East African injera. We could go on. So diverse, just like God's people. Nowhere does John say that everyone must eat only one type of bread. It affirms the goodness of all kinds. Bread is an image that speaks to many diverse people, resonating with them no matter what kind of bread they prefer. That diversity is something that we've been praying for and celebrating for several weeks now during the prayers of the people. We'll be saying that prayer again shortly. The prayer doesn't mention bread specifically, but it's in the background. Prayer invites us to pray for God's grace, quote, to offer hospitality to all strangers, as our father Abraham did in the desert. There's that ancient hospitality again. Besides water, what was it that Abraham offered his three visitors? Bread. According to Genesis, Abraham told them he would, quote, that you may refresh yourselves. Abraham offering bread in Genesis. The Israelites eating manna in the wilderness in Exodus. Jesus explaining that he is the bread of life in John. Over and over again, scripture invokes bread. Bread speaks of welcome to Abraham's visitors and to us when we come to God's table. Bread speaks of both diversity and unity. In many forms and pieces when it's broken, but a substance that unifies us again when we come to God's table. Bread speaks of sustenance for Elijah on his journey and for us on ours. Bread speaks of life in Christ. I have a not so guilty pleasure that I've never outgrown, which is reading the comics pages in the newspaper. I pick the comics that I find especially funny or happy and post them on my refrigerator. One put me 
something that I've had for a while now. It's from the strip Frank and Ernest. It shows the two characters coming out of a bakery with a bag of long loaves. And one says to the other, the smell of freshly baked bread is the only truly perfect man-made thing on earth. Oh, so true. It's the head of honor. And it leads us to Christ. May God be praised. <laughs>